God, I'm begging, please, again, I need you. Lord, I need you. I'm walking down Good evening. Water for my thirsty soul, I need We are the Lake Norman Catholic Guys. Broadcasting from beautiful Lake Norman, North Carolina. With your hosts, Paul Bartman and Sal Marino. Tonight's episode is part two of the Eucharistic prayer. Dead men walking, slave to sin. I want to know about being born again. I need you. Oh, Lord, I need you. So our last episode, we started talking about, we've been, actually, the last few episodes, we've been kind of breaking down the mass. Yep. And trying to educate folks and actually educating ourselves. Yep, along the way, because it is overwhelming the amount of uh, information that is in the actual Mass that we celebrate each and every week. And so this week we're going to do part two of the Eucharistic prayer, or the liturgy of the Eucharist, yep. excuse me, and we're going to talk about the Eucharistic prayer. Yep, we, so, we broke down last episode uh, the preparation of gifts, um, and the nice transition, so... Uh, when the Father invites us to pray at the end of the pra- uh, preparation of gifts that the sacrifice be acceptable to God, we respond amen to the prayer of the gifts, and we stand to participate in the central prayer of the Mass, which now is the Eucharistic prayer. Yep, and so this is the actual, kind of the heightened, or the, the, the main part of the whole Mass. Yep. And this is, and so there's a number of long prayers yep. at this point. And it is a long prayer, and, and it, is the, it is the center of the Mass and the heart of our faith. And, and a lot of gestures and nuances, and sometimes kind of hard to follow, and, but it's extremely rich in meaning. Yep. And, so, and I know growing up, you know, it, from you go week to week going to Mass, and it never changes. Yeah. And, and I think that's where most people get lost because of how long and, and uh, not understanding really what the priest may be discussing during this whole prayer. And, um, there's, and there's actually 13 different Eucharistic prayers and, and prefaces depending on the feast yep. so and, it, and the it, date. Yep, it varies from Sunday to Sunday. So, and as Paul said, uh, depending on the feast or the celebration. But the prayer always has this structure. So, so the first part, we call upon God to remember all the wonderful uh, saving deeds of our of our our history. Uh, two, we recall the central event in our history, Jesus Christ, and in p- particular, the memorial he left on us the night before he died. We recall his passion, death, and resurrection. And then third, after gratefully calling to the mind all the wonderful saving acts God has done for us in the past, we petition God to continue those deeds of Christ in the present. We pray that we may become one body, one spirit, in Christ. And he kind of, we start off the Eucharistic prayer with him greeting the people. He says, the Lord be with you, which includes everybody kind of in, in prayer. So it gets us the whole con- 
congregation involved. Yep. And then we say, we li- he says, lift up your hearts, yep. which calls us to offer ourselves to Jesus. So it invokes, like Sal was saying, invokes our thanks to Jesus. Yep. And it, you, with the preface then, you go, it goes into that, and you start mentioning what God has done for us. Yep. And, and all the good stuff that has happened to us because of God and because of Jesus. Yep. So the preface talks about that. And then if you think about you, the word Eucharist is a Greek word for thanksgiving. Yep, to give thanks. And, and we have so many reasons to give thanks for our blessings. Absolutely. And this is the, re- as, as I just mentioned, it's the center of our Mass. It's the center of our faith. And, and, and you said how, Eucharist is mentioned how many times in the Bible? I think we were talking about that. You said. Oh, four times. Four times. Four, four Gospels uh, describe the Gospels. So, and that's the thing. Uh on the next part of that, when we're just talking about the preface. Uh, so the priest enters into the preface, a prayer which prepares us to come before the face of God. We brought into God's presence and speak of how wonderful God has been. As the wonders of God told, we assemble and cannot hold back the joy and sing aloud. Uh, in the ritual language of the Mass, the accl- acclamation takes the form of Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. And that's typically sung. Um, each and every week. Yeah, and this is Sanctus, and it's one of the oldest prayers um, in our Mass. And what we're doing is we're praising with all the saints, and we're giving God praise uh, for all eternity. And it's our way to show our expression, and we should never, like Sal was saying, you never should just say it. It really should be sung. um, And it's kind of our glimpse into heaven. So it, it shows the glory and what we're, you know, we're right now. We, you know, we we have a lot of issues in our lives. We have we're bearing our own cross, but we're looking forward and looking into the future and looking for our glory into heaven. Correct. Now the next phase of the prayer, uh, known as the institution narrative, consecration. The priest continues the prayer, giving praise and thanks calling upon the Holy Spirit to change our gifts of bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. He then calls the events of the Last Supper, the institution of the Eucharist. At this important moment in the prayer, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Several texts are possible, for for example, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. The priest continues recalling the wonderful deeds of salvation, the passion, death, and resurrection of Christ. So the next, then the priest will then go into the prayer for unity and and intercession. The grateful memory of God's salvation leads us to make a bold petition. Our main petition at every Eucharist, we pray for unity. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may gather into one by the Holy Spirit. To this petition, we add prayers for the bishop of uh, Bishop of Rome and for the bishop of the local church. We pray for the living and the dead, and especially for those that the intercession of the saints we may one day arrive at the table in heaven, of which this table is only a hint of the taste. We look forward to that glorious day and raise our voices with those of all the saints who have gone before us. As the priest raises the consecrated bread and wine, offers a toast, a doxology, a prayer of glory to God in the name of Christ, and 
then he said, Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Our amen to this prayer proclaims our assent and participation in, in the entire Eucharistic prayer. And, and I think part of that is we, I think, Sal, you and I were just talking about, and for us, we kneel during this time. Correct. And I think we went kind of went back and forth, and I think some countries and other parts of the world, they stand. Correct. At, at verse, at versus what we do. And I think part of that was um, as part of the um, the bishops, the United the that is where we were discussing. So the United States Bishop Council decided that we would kneel during the Eucharist. Right. Versus. And to me, it's reverent. To me, I would kneel before Jesus Christ. Right. If he, if he came in my presence, that would be my first inclination, is to kneel. Um, I, go uh, ahead. And obviously, when when the body uh, and blood of Christ are present in the church, I, again, it's no different if he was. You know, physically in front of me, he's he's physically in the form of the blood, uh, the body and blood of Christ. And then, the uh, and then everybody, regardless of the church, the institutional narrative is to, uh, when when we all kneel. Correct. Um, also, some churches you'll hear bells, and when the uh, priest raises his hands over the offering, or he raises up the consecrated elements. Um, and this is kind of a carryover from the Latin masses. So I, I, I think I'm a little too, too young for that. I don't remember that. But um, a lot of people said their individual prayers, and there was a lot of silent prayers during a Latin mass. And so the bells signified that uh, the congregation should pay attention and, 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 and participate in the mass. And so that's kind of a carryover from... Um, from the Latin masses uh, as part of Vatican II. It's not, you don't have to do it. It's not, rec you know, it's not mandated. Um, but I believe a lot of um, churches still do that. Yep. And the one, one of the key points that we're, we always stress with our kids is the Eucharist assemble. And that is unbelievable in today's, um, um, you know, stance or the Catholic Church. It amazes me that how many, a large percent of the Catholics believe that the Eucharist is just a mere symbol. The transformed bread and wine are truly, and this is what we have to understand, are truly the body and blood of Christ and are not mere symbols. When Christ said, this is my body and this is my blood, the same bread and wine are transubstantiated. Through the bread and wine appear the same to our human faculties. They are actually the real body and blood of Jesus. So that that's that's one thing we, we always want to hit home with all our kids, is, is have the understanding of what we are actually receiving. We are receiving the entire body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Exactly. And it's not just a symbol. It's the actual actual body and blood of him. Yep. And, th and that's a message that uh, if, if you're listening to this message and you're thinking it's a symbol, understand it is not. He, he directed us to consume his
his, his flesh and drink his blood. And he lost a lot of followers. Yes, when, as Sermon as, of the Mount. Was, Sermon of the Mount. He lost a lot of followers even then when he, he said that, and a lot of them didn't understand yeah, back they, then what it really meant. Yep, and, and they immediately, uh, when they heard that that comment, that statement, their for, first uh, thought was, that's cannibalistic. You, you want me to eat your flesh? But it's the spiritual food that he's providing. And it also, <clears throat> excuse me, the 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 um, liturgy of the Eucharist isn't a recreation of of the Last Supper, so it's not an act. It's not a recreation. It's the actual uh, transformation of it, and it's the priest doing it. Yes. So he's he's recounting in a way Jesus's words yep. and going through it, but for himself and for us, and we're our witnesses of it. Correct. Um, and then, uh, um, as part of that, we after the doxology, the through him with him, then we and the great uh, amen. Um, then we move on to the our Father. Yep, the communion right. And the and that just goes back to what fa- our Father wanted us to do, God, and our very first basic prayer um, that we learned and that He provided to us, where we're praying for God's forgiveness once again for our yep. sins. And then along with that, we're asking for the daily bread and asking for for communion Correct. And, and from that. Yep. So the invitation to communion, the priest then shows us the body of Christ and invites us to come to the table. Behold the Lamb, blessed are those called to the supper. The members of the assembly now approach the altar in, in procession. So now we uh, obviously we go by roads, by pews, uh, to uh, partake in the uh, feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, and then along with that, we do the Lamb of God. Yep. We, we ta- and then which was that? Yep. Yep. And then, Lord, I'm not worthy to under your roof, but only say the word, and I shall be healed. Yep. And that comes from that's from uh, when the uh, the Roman soldier went to Jesus Christ, asking him to heal his servant, and he basically. Um, uh, implores Jesus to uh, heal his servant. He knows he's not worthy, uh, but he still asks him for his salvation to save his servant. So, right, and so all that comes from that, um, and then, you know, uh, part of that is the priest always does the body and blood first, and then he serves other people. And you probably wonder, well, that's not really Jesus-like do that why would you do that and it's like and it goes back to you have to receive first before you can give to others and that kind of goes up with our whole faith yep right so you have to understand and receive your faith receive your sacraments before then you can then give to others uh that so that kind of falls with that so the the priest takes feet you know takes care of himself first and then he Feeds the deacons, then feeds the um, minister of the music. Right. And you mentioned then he'll tend to, uh, typically uh, the front row is for any anybody with special needs or uh, medical needs, uh, and he'll tend to them before tending to the uh, parish. And then when you're coming up, you should be preparing, thinking, clearing your mind, clearing your body, your your mind and your heart and your soul to receive body and blood of Christ yes. 
And, and there is a, there's a way to, obviously, there's two ways to, do, uh, to receive. Uh, you can either do it by your hands or you can do it by your mouth. But before you get there, right before you get there, you should bow in reverence to the body of Christ. Exactly. Uh, I know a lot of people don't do that. I, you know, it's, it's, it's something that um, either I, they're not taught or they're just not aware that you I, should show that reverence. It's no different than when you go up, up uh, let's say, do a reading or where you bow in front of that altar, uh, in front of that tabernacle, because you know the presence of Christ is there. He's there, and I don't think it's mandated, and I, I, I don't think it's taught – and, and, and I know made we've been aware. teaching it. We've been teaching we, it in our classes. We discussed that as part of ours. Yeah, Bow before you receive the uh, body of Christ. Right. And then after you receive, when when you get, they say the body uh, of Christ. Christ, you say amen. You yep. don't say with your spirit. You don't no. say thank you. You don't say okay. Amen means I believe, and it has many meanings. Yep. And you should always say amen after you receive. And another etiquette, you do not. Uh, so when you take that Eucharist, if you're receiving it by the hand, you must take that um, body of Christ and eat it immediately. Don't take steps away because you, you obviously want to be uh, sacred with that um, body of Christ. You don't want to drop it. You don't want to be disrespectful. You don't uh, put it in your pocket. No. You don't do any of that. You And you don't – and you see a lot of people, you know, you should face the altar and stay that way. You see a lot of people turning and already walking back as they're taking the communion. Yeah, I know. It's 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 like one of those things. I understand why they do that. I, I, it's one of those things. The minute I eat, I, I feel that presence in me. And I, I can feel the spiritual uh, veil that, that overtakes me after receiving. That's the one thing that keeps me going uh, to Mass each and every Sunday. I want to have that, that feeling um, of basically Christ in me. And I think when we were dealing with COVID and you were a lot of streaming. That was tough. That was tough and you weren't taking I felt so disconnected from from the uh, church, from Jesus Christ um, watching Mass online. Right. It was so disheartening to me uh, that we shut down during those times. And and even sometimes I would miss Mass uh, still volunteer, but miss mass, and a friend of mine would say, um, you need to get to church and you need to receive the body of Christ because that's the main sacrament yep. of our faith, and you're missing out in in something, and you're missing out a big part of your you, faith. It's the, main, it's the main part of our faith. The, the biggest gift that he gave us was the Eucharist. Um, and, and actually, um, that, now that you mentioned the COVID issue, um, I know before COVID, we were, were able to partake in the blood of Christ. Right. I know they stopped that now. Um, uh, most people ask, well, how, why do we stop that? you got to remember the body of Christ contains the entirety of Jesus Christ. Body, blood, soul, and divinity are, are in that um, Eucharist. So the taking of the blood is an addition to, but it's not... Uh, necessary to take it if, if it's not a part. Exactly, so, exactly. Do and not so, fear, do not fret if, if you would think that. And then when you get back to your seat, you should pray in silence. Correct. Um, and give thanks for what you just received um, as part of your the, the Eucharist. Um, you should also partake in the singing of the communion song. Absolutely. This is that's etiquette. It's uh, just plain etiquette. And the communion song 
is another way to pray. Um, if, like we taught our kids, yep. you should always participate in the singing of Mass. That's a way to present. I know, I know some people don't like singing. I don't have a singing voice. I, I played an instrument, you know, in the band, so I never thought I had a good singing voice. But you know what? He gave me the voice that I have, so I'm going to use my voice to sing his praises. So. Yeah, and my son always gives me a hard time because if I don't know words, I'll just kind of hum yep. along, and he, you know, and he's like, Dad, you need to follow along yep. because you are um, participating uh, in it. Yeah. Um, um, so um, when you get back, you should pray and then um, and sing along. The, yeah, and, and, and once the song's end, then the priest will, will stand, and then he goes into his final So so, so here's, here's when do you... A lot of people kneel. Well, some people sit after they get communion. What is the right way? Uh, kneel. I, would I, kneel. I always kneel. He, and you he, see people here's who. The, here's the etiquette I was always told. You do not sit until the priest sits. I always, I, I was always told the priest represents Jesus Christ at the meal. Yes. So when Jesus presides back to the chair, then to me that signifies, okay, I'm going to sit back in my chair now that he's Right. And I know uh, I was at a church um, many years ago, and they were building a new church um, here in North Carolina. And so we were in a gymnasium. So, you know, it was kind of hard kneeling on a gymnasium floor um, at times. So some of that um, can be an issue, but you should kneel the whole time. Absolutely. And you should um, show etiquette. And it's showing reverence. So after the priest sits, then um, you should you you can sit then. And after actually sometimes after they put the host back in the tabernacle, then and, and close it up, then uh, uh, sometimes people will then yep, sit after that. Um, and then after that, uh, you have the final prayer, which is a reminder of. The amazing gifts that we get and the amazing blessings that Jesus and God has given us, and we should give thanks yep. to it. So, yeah, that's pretty much sums up. So, at the end of the Mass, the priest says, The Lord be with you. Um, and the, the phrase serves now as a farewell. So. Right, and in with your spirit. And you should always say, uh, We had this conversation with our kids. You should always stay for the entirety of Mass. Absolutely. You have people who walk out, they, they go through, and it. it I feel like it's like a um, a turnstile. Yeah, people no, go go in and then they just turn again, around and walk out. Again, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. And you, and if you don't, uh, one of the priests here had said, if you don't get the final blessing, then you've missed. And, it, and you, you're not really truly staying for the whole mass. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I stay for that blessing. Obviously, we make the sign of the cross. The priest or deacon uh, then dismisses the assembly. He says, "Go in peace," and we give our liturgical yes by saying, "Thanks be to God." Um, now, obviously, too, the other uh, factor, um, when you, um, obviously, they press down, process down, they will sit in front of the altar as they're singing the, uh, you know, uh, the concluding song. That's when, when he bows and he processes out of the church. That's when, when the song is, that's your cue. Okay, now I can leave. When the priest leaves the building or the church, that's your cue to leave. Yep. You don't leave beforehand. You don't leave before him. You leave after him. Yep. And you really should, you know, uh, stay for the whole thing. 
And then uh, I know in our church now one of the um, practices is we do the Saint prayer to Saint Michael. Yes. And so we do that. We've been doing, yeah, we've been doing that. Yeah, you're right. It, it, more, uh, more often uh, as a final prayer um, to protect us. Yep. And then w- they process out. And then sometimes because of traffic at, at a couple of the churches, there, why are there's such a big rush to get out? People pull their phones out yeah, and they're rushing. Right. And you're sitting in traffic anyway, so you might as well sit and pray. Um, I have my son. We, we sit and pray or go over to adoration for a little bit because you're going to sit in traffic and trying to get out anyway. Absolutely. And it, it's just another way to clear your mind and thank God. And it's just a few more minutes um, yep. out of your day to prepare and, and pray to God. Yep. And now, now here's the big question. So the Mass ended. Is your work done? No, it's just beginning. Just beginning to thank you. And that, that's what I tell people. Uh, mass is just not that one-hour obligation, check the box, okay, I'm done. No, it's your obligation now to be a disciple, uh, to, to profess the good word of Jesus Christ throughout your week, by your actions, by your words. And so we're taking kids into confirmation, so that's going to be our, I guess, our message to them this coming year. They're seventh graders, that now they're evangelists, and that they're, they're, they're just starting out yep. uh, with their faith, and they should do that. So uh, that concludes. We finally finished up all the different pieces of the Mass. Um, we hope that it was informative. You, we uh, hopefully taught you something or discussed uh, an area of the Mass that maybe you are unfamiliar with and or we, un- unsure about. Or we provoke thought in your faith. Uh, some of it you may believe, agree with us. Some of us you might think we're off our rocker on. But it's our way to provoke thought. And, and have people think about their faith. Absolutely. So um, thank you again for listening. We greatly appreciate our followers and anyone who listens to our podcast. And we want to thank all of you and wish you a good and blessed night. Thank you again. God, I'm begging, please, again, I need you, Lord, I need you, walking down these desert roads, water for my thirsty soul, I need you, yes, God, I need you, your forgiveness.